Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Tuesday. It is August 9th. Yesterday was, uh, well, you know, it was a mixed day on Wall Street. We'll see uh, and talk about that and more here in just a few moments when Dave joins us. But you can see there, nothing spectacular one way or the other. Uh, maybe today we can do something a little bit more exciting. We'll see in just a few moments. I hope you'll join me when Dave gets on here in just a second. Before we do that, though, let's remember that there's a lot of things out there that you and I cannot control. When it comes to your retirement, you can control how much risk you have, but you have to know how much is there in order to take control. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design phone consultation. With that, Dave's coming up next. Sunglasses on. Well, today it's a good idea. Night, it sounds kind of goofy, even though it makes a cool song. It's 8.38 here. 22 before 9. Time to check in and see what's happening to your money on Wall Street this morning. Yesterday, uh, in fairness, we'll call it not a bad day, not an exciting day, but we'll deal with it. See what's going on today with a little assistance from Statler Financial Services' very own Philip Statler, who's on the line. Philip, good morning. How you doing on this bright, sunny day? Good morning, Dave. Hey, doing well today? The week's off to, uh, well, you know, the markets are... Like you said, it's basically a flat day yesterday. Nothing up, nothing down extremely. Um, you, know, you could go to sleep and it would be okay. But uh, hopefully today we'll see something better out there, right? I mean, that's I, what the hope is. I would kind of like to see it. Yesterday, it was like it, like you said, it was kind of a kiss in your sister day yesterday. The Dow went up by 29. S&P was down by 5, and the NASDAQ was down by 13. That's just a kind of day-to-day wobble. We start the morning out with uh, the only government data dump they would, number that we've got is uh, this one of those good news is bad news. You're making more money. Unit labor costs in the country went up by an annualized 10.8% last quarter. They were expecting 9.5%, and that kind of indicates inflation is not under control, at least as of last quarter. And I'm kind of assuming that's one of those good news is bad news settings, right? Well, I think so. You know, I mean, people appreciate, you know, increased wages, but if it pushes all the prices up as well, then then you, you and I and everybody else are going to pay more. Um, so the question is, does that really get you ahead, ultimately? And, and there's some wishy-washy there, right? When you have to go pay, you know, five bucks for a Big Mac and you used to pay 250, well, wages don't go as far, right? Hey, the other <laughs> number I did see come out, uh-huh. and I don't have the exact number, but the headline says that uh, productivity declined in the second quarter. Okay. Now don't they were expecting how much. For- yep. They haven't put that out there yet, but it did decline. My expectation was for the decline about 5%. Yeah, I had 4.6% decline expected, and that would be following up a 7% decline the previous quarter. So they're expecting a slight improvement in the downtrend, which well, yeah. sounds kind of like, kind of sounds like government speak when I put it that way, doesn't it? It really does, yeah. <laughs> we'll get that number. Maybe it'll come up on our ticker while we're gabbing today. Uh, we were talking before we went on the air. We, you and I have both always kind of looked askance at crypto. Well, some of the big companies that uh, deal in cryptocurrencies, Coinbase, Block, MicroStrategies, 
their average decline down 60 to 39%, depending upon which of the stocks you're looking at. Making money in crypto is getting harder and harder. And one of the interesting things, they put out some guidance NVIDIA, the big video card manufacturer, they're blaming crypto for the fact that they're going to have a crummy report. Their guidance said they were going to be way off Wall Street expectations. It needs to keep in mind that the crypto market, when you mine cryptocurrency, that's generally done with a high-end video card. And NVIDIA is kind of uh, uh, king kahuna on that field. Evidently, the crypto market is now creaming one of our tech stocks as well. Well, that, that's true. I mean, we continue to see pressure put on those guys and for different reasons in different different sectors. But, yeah, NVIDIA is getting beat up because the crypto market is just not as lucrative as it used to be. But they're not the only one, Dave. Micron mm-hmm. Technology came out today and said, hey, look, it expects negative free cash flow for the current quarter, as well as declining revenues and profit margins. Now, oh. neither one of these companies have reported. But they're just they're just laying the groundwork so they don't get creamed on the day they do report. They get creamed before the report, and it doesn't look quite as bad, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it really surprised me. I mean, you know, that uh, free cash flow is not considered a general, well, uh, uh, an accepted number under generally accepted accounting principles, but it is something that actually shows how well a company is doing in terms of being able to spend money when they want to. And when actual cash flow goes negative, that's that's. Well, I won't say a death knell, but that's about as bad a news as a company's capable of putting out. Well, what it is, Dave, because you think about it, that means that uh, the, the the inflow may be not enough to pay your outflow bills. You know, so that's uh, that that's what negative cash flow is, right? We Absolutely, got more bills than what we got income coming in, and I mean, we might can do that for you know for a little while, but if it continues down for a long period of time, well, what happens to your household checking account if it keeps going down? And in a trendy trendy sector like the tech sector, that has a tendency to scare investors because most of them were still around 20 years ago when we watched the NASDAQ, you know, skyrocket up and then crash again. We don't really trust tech stocks as much as we do the brick and mortar ones, do we? No, we we don't. And you're exactly right because of the dot-com bubble that happened in 2000. That was uh, definitely put everybody on edge. And so, they look at tech stocks a little bit differently because of because of that. Absolutely, and, and they, the Nasdaq, of course, being heavy, and that tends to make that index a little bit more volatile than the other than the other sectors. Uh, in terms of reporting during earnings season, there's quite a bit out there, and you tell me there's kind of a common thread from Big Pharma, I gather, huh? It is. You know, I don't know. Do you want the good news or the bad news first, Dave? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold you for good news at the end of it all. So you pick the first one. Okay. So here's the deal. Novavax, you know, they've been in the news a lot lately because they came out with a another vaccine that was finally mm-hmm. approved by the FDA, which I think everybody thought that means things would be rosy for them. Mm-hmm. Um, however, they posted an unexpected loss for the quarter, and they cut their full-year revenue guidance in half, Dave. I, I said half, yeah. Um so uh, not good there. They said that they did not expect any further U.S. sales of its COVID-19 vaccine this year because of soft demand. And obviously, they're not the only ones that do it, right? So there's a supply glut out there right now. 
So that, you that's can... interesting. Given, given the fact that so many of us have had it, we have a tendency when we do decide to do a booster, if we do, stick with the brand we had. I had Moderna way back at the beginning of last year, so when I got a booster before I headed north to see my kid, uh, I just got a Moderna booster just to stay within the same brand. I guess latecomers probably do have a challenge, don't they? Yeah, they do. And so Novavax getting cream this morning, Dave, down 31.5%. They closed yesterday at $57. Right now they would open at 39 Whoa. That, yeah. that's, a jump, that's a jump out of the window number in the executive suite, isn't it? <laughs> not good. Not good at all. But they're still not their 52-week low. They still got some room to go. Oh, lucky them. Yeah. Uh, well, you said that's the bad news. That must mean that good RX is the good news, huh? It is, Dave. They, uh, you know, they're the ones that provide those prescription drug comparisons, and they have software and and that kind of stuff. And they had better than expected results for the quarter. Um, said that, that you know they've, they issued a, a major grocery chain has been has been resolved. They had a little problem there, and they've resolved it. So that's going to help them even more this next quarter. They're trading up almost 28% this morning. Holy crud. I've never completely understood how a company like that works. I've got the GoodRx app on my phone. I always check the, I always check the prices and take the coupon when I can because my Part D plan has a really high deductible on it. Uh, if the, I gather the, the vendors pay GoodRx to be listed, right? I guess. I'm not really sure how their model yeah. actually works, Dave. But, I don't know how um, they make money. But yeah. Glad they're doing well, but I don't know how they make money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of these days we'll figure that part out, right? Absolutely. If they keep growing, we'll have a reason to care. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, you're right there. Um, so the other one I have, I mean, there's a lot of, um, you know, companies coming out giving, you know, some pre-numbers, some pre-things like Take-Two Interactive, you know, they're expecting weaker than expected revenue and, and, but no real results yet. So, um, so obviously they're trading down a little bit this morning, but let's look at um, a company. I not really think I heard of, um, I have to start looking for their products, but it's called Allbirds, hmm. and uh, they don't fly around, but, but they, they have sneakers. They make sneakers. I, Never heard of them. Um, no. uh, maybe I have to check with the younger group, and maybe they've heard of them. But they uh, they came out and cut their full year forecast. Um, they're seeing a lot of pressure, and um, they're they're expecting the consumer to really start to dry up their spending in the second half of 2022. So uh, they're trading down 12 and a half percent this morning. Ouch. I don't yeah. like these guidance reports that don't look good. By the way, the productivity number just came out. U.S. productivity down 4.6% in the second quarter, which basically is what was expected, but not good news. Yep. Okay. All right. All there right. So, uh, so I got a couple more for you. I've okay. got to, we'll, we'll end with the car guys, but let's uh, look at Upstart, a company called Upstart. Uh, they are a cloud-based lending platform. Um, that, that loans money, uh, sometimes to businesses um, and that type of thing, but they, uh, they missed across the board, top and bottom lines, uh, weaker than expected revenue. Their uh, banking partners have uh, turned a little cautious. I, I don't know why, but a little cautious on uh, lending money. Uh, they're mm -hmm. trading down uh, almost uh, 12% this morning. Wow. Okay. Let's do one more. 
I'm having a hard time finding good news for you. I don't have any. Let's look at Car Gurus and Varun, both of them, same industry. All right. Right? They're in that industry. We've got, uh, you know, their stocks are, are getting hit pretty hard because of weaker than expected quarterly results on both of them. Uh, we've got uh, Car Guru down 14%. Varun's right there with them down 13% today. So the car industry uh, on a sales basis getting clobbered this morning. I'm going to bet that's partially because the local dealers are much more aggressive trying to get the used car inventory in, and nobody can get new cars anymore right now with any reliability. Well, I think it's probably that, and, and I'm going to bet it's interest rates. I mean, we, we haven't seen the other auto nations and stuff start to report yet, but I have a feeling that we may see some of those same things from them. Just because interest rates are getting higher, it's harder to find inventory. It's going to make it harder for the consumer to, again, afford to buy a car. And that's a valid point, too. Harder to finance and harder to floor plan. It works both ways. Uh, once again, kind of a nothing day yesterday. Just zeros either side of the zero mark on the three major indexes. Got some eh, economic news out this morning and a couple of negative surprises as far as uh, the reporting companies. 45 minutes before we open, what's going on? Well, it's it's another mixed bag, kind of flat across the board, except for the uh, the Nasdaq 100. Uh, the Dow is actually flat right now. The uh, S&P 500 is down like nine dollars, less than a quarter of a percent. The the big loser right now is the Nasdaq 100, down almost six tenths of a percent, and the Russell 2000 down a half a percent. So that's where we're getting some some red ink. Uh, but I think it's going to be a, it looks like probably a red open silver on the other hand is, uh, is down right now. Gold is up uh, two tenths of a percent. Crude oil has made a huge jump day from yesterday, uh, up one and a half percent to $92 and three cents a barrel. That's not what we had in mind. Overseas markets mixed bag in the Asian rim this morning. Mainland Chinese markets were up. The government must have told them to buy something. Uh, the others were down by a little bit. Europe also mixed this morning. Germany's down by almost a full percent, but England is uh, inching its way upward this morning, halfway through their day. Stability counts. The closer you get to retirement, the more knowing what you got in the bank is going to count. How do I get a hold of you to get that certainty for my retirement, Philip? They, they can give us a call at 863-382-0037. They can go to our website, statlerfinancial.com, and they can listen to us this weekend on the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And the two of us back again tomorrow morning here on Light FM. Philip, thank you so much. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. All right, man. You have a great day. Be well, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. First again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Look, if you're getting close to retirement, five years out or less, down markets can be painful in planning. Give us a call at 863-382-0037, and let's schedule your core retirement design phone consultation so we can help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. With that, we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Take care.